0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include: Bring Your Child to Work Day, my interview with Candor's Sarah Nokel and Ed Corney on a surety prediction models and the melding of man and machine, and just how inverted can the yield curve go? Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Candor. Cander's patented automated underwriting decision engine, Cognitech, is a state-of-the-art 100% machine platform that can handle infinite loan scenarios. The portability allows clients to plug in the technology wherever an underwrite happens during the loan life cycle, from point of sale to servicing. Clients can instantly scale to match loan volumes, improve quality to mitigate repurchase risk, and boost liquidity. Cander Can do. I had a friend tell me that yesterday they asked their kindergartner what she did in school and she replied nothing. Later, my friend went on Instagram and the kid's teacher had posted a picture of the child holding an alligator. Keep your child safe from harm or increase their boredom next week, April 27th, is bring your child to work day. I'm not quite sure how that works with the hybrid office work from home situation that many are doing now. What do you say? Come with me into the living room? I've arranged your desk on the coffee table. Lenders and vendors have been able to reduce office leases and overhead, but working from home has certainly impacted the feeling of corporate culture. And some would argue makes it easier for competitors to hire key personnel away. Meanwhile, the National Association of Mortgage Bankers applauds congressional lawmakers for advancing H.R. 2656, legislation designed to end the use of trigger leads. And if passed and signed by the president would protect consumers by ending the practice of mortgage application data being sold to parties not associated with the mortgage transaction. Trigger leads are the bane of many lenders who spend their time and money finding borrowers. These leads occur when a consumer applies for a mortgage, either a purchase or refinance transaction, and the inquiry to credit by a mortgage company is a trigger that notifies the credit bureau that the consumer is interested in applying for financing. This trigger lead is then sold by the credit bureau to data brokers, including competing mortgage companies, without the consumer's knowledge or approval. Consumers may then be contacted by these competing companies who have purchased the trigger leads, which creates confusion for the borrower, and may prompt them to send personal information when they may not have otherwise intended to share. HR 2656 would ensure that no consumer reporting agency may furnish a consumer report in connection with a credit transaction that's not initiated by a consumer. If the report is being procured based in whole or in part on the presence of an inquiry made in connection with the residential mortgage loan, as defined under Section 103 of the Truth in the Lending Act. We'll see where it goes. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome onto the show Candor Serenocle and Ed Corney to talk about assurity prediction models and the melding of man and machine. Ed Corny has over 25 years' experience leading and building dynamic teams that have delivered innovative financial and technology solutions for Fortune 100 and mid-market clients. His background includes engineering, MBA, and law, coupled with domestic and international consulting experience with clients like JPMC, Pfizer, PHH Mortgage, Wells Fargo, and Everbank. As Chief Business Officer at Candor, Ed is responsible for all client activities, including consumer success, sales, and marketing. Sarah Nocle has spent 20 years delivering analytics solutions that transform clients' business models. She began her data science career modeling consumer credit data before transitioning to residential mortgage analytics while working at Loan Performance. I then advanced to predictive decisioning platforms while at CoreLogic and Digital Risk during and after the credit crisis of 2008. As the CEO of Candor's new data and analytics business, she leverages Candor's unique and proprietary data assets to deliver transformational products. To the mortgage industry. Ed, let's start with you. Can you talk about Candor Plus uh, and and what's the latest there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Super excited to talk about Candor Plus because we're seeing such a great lift in the market. What we have done is we have taken our patented cognitech decision engine and paired it with Candor trained personnel, so that we're not just solving for the underwrite. We're actually able to support almost all the activities from setup through closing for our clients. and we're doing it across all loan types. So not just conventional, but we're talking about FHA, VA, USDA, jumbo and non-QM. And the value it's delivering to our clients is is actually what I'm most excited about. We're seeing a material, I'm talking greater than 30 percent cost per loan savings. Uh, we're shifting their cost model for lenders. From a fixed to a variable, so they're no longer just having to add headcount to to manage the market vari, uh, variations. It's pi, they're actually paying a per loan fee. Um, we're doing it still at an almost zero rate of error because of our Cognitech decision engine, and you know we're just basically optimizing the quality, the productivity, and the throughput at our lenders that we work
0: with. You had mentioned before we hopped on here that. Uh, Cognitech, you know, it's kind of an extension of Cognitech in this, this man plus machine uh, ecosystem that you're creating. Can you expand on that a little bit for our listeners?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what we did is, you know, what's interesting, Candor has evolved because we listened to our partners. We listened to the lenders and actually Candor was built because we listened to our lenders. And so one of our long and early standing clients came to us and they said, hey, look, we love the productivity lift. We went from underwriters touching two loans a day to Candor LES getting six to eight loans a day. And they said, we'd love to extend that productivity, that same quality, that same consistency, all the way up in the loan fulfillment process and all the way to the back end in the closing process. And so with that, it's been nine months ago, we kind of created a skunkworks project. We took Six Sigma principles, uh, I'm, I'm a Lean Six Sigma certified, and we built a, a solution where we are leveraging candor trained personnel to, to do everything from setup disclosures, all order outs, um, all the way to preparing initial docs for CDE and closing. And we built the model in such a way that it absolutely reduces the dwell time in between changes in the loan file. And so in most cases, there's less than a two hour uh, SLA on anything that changes in loan file, having uh, a a kind of what we call a read ready react file back in the lender's hands.
0: Sounds like it's going to be very helpful. Sarah, I want to get you in here and you uh, are soon rolling out to clients, a, a surety prediction model. Can you explain what that is?
2: Absolutely. So what we have done is we've taken hundreds of thousands of loans, um, all kinds, and we have modeled um, what is the predictive factors that can tell you whether or not a loan is going to get approved. Um, and what we've done in building this model is you can now um, say you are maybe a loan officer or even a realtor having a conversation with a borrower and trying to get them comfortable enough that they can get a loan, that they are willing to go through the loan for approval. Um, so uh, the, the model does a couple of things. It, it only uses a couple of data points, things that a borrower should know about themselves and what they're trying to get in terms of, you know, size of loan, how much down payment. Um And it not only tells them what's the likelihood that they'll get the kind of loan they're asking for, the model reverse engineers itself. And it also tells them what could they improve to boost their likelihood. So could you add a few more um, points on the down payment? Um, Should you try to reduce your your debt by a couple hundred dollars? that will give them some parameters to know if they did this, they might boost their likelihood of approval from 70% to 80% or something like that. So um, we've built this um, just uh, recently, and um, we're in the process of operationalizing it with distribution partners. And that's going to probably include, um, we have a couple of point of sale providers um, that we're working with now. Um, We're also open to all kinds of other use cases. For example, uh, you could use it on your active pipeline if you're a lender to predict pull through rates and manage the hedge. I mean, um, you know, likelihood to be approved combined with how far in the money, a particular um, rate is, and maybe the milestone could be very effective in terms of how many of these loans do I really need to hedge against and for how long. So there's a couple of different use cases we're exploring with clients right now.
0: How would you like it to be used? What are, what are the best use cases for your clients?
2: Ah, I think there's a couple, um, the one is the, the individual loan by loan use case where, um, or maybe it's not even a loan yet. It's it's a prospective borrower and you're giving them the confidence to go through the process um, or even coaching them on maybe things to improve the process for them. Um, and that could happen at a point of sale. I think it could even happen during um, lead generation or even um, for those who purchase leads, being able to value whether how good the lead is. Um, that's another use case for it. On the aggregate side, if you wanted to use it on your entire pipeline, there's the hedge management you know get a get a report on a daily or weekly basis that tells you um, what the likelihood of pull through is of the current pipeline and how in the money those loans are. That's another use case
0: in terms of timelines, when will that be available to clients when will that be available to point of sale providers?
2: So the pipeline model is available now to LES clients, um, to, to clients that are already, already using candor's loan engineering system. Um, it can be provided simply because we already have an integration to their LOS. And so it's very easy for us to produce the report. And then as far as being able to use it outside of the LOS, such as in a point of sale, um, we're still working with some distribution partners. I imagine it's going to be a little um, while, you know, depending on their timelines uh, to be able to incorporate it into their platforms so i don't have a date yet there
0: sounds good ed i <laughs> i want to follow up on something you said earlier in this interview because you hear about it from time to time what is lean six sigma or you know if it's a is it a managerial approach is it an organizational structure what what is it
1: yeah great question so it, it literally came out of the, the manufacturing space, and it's a process by which you work and, and it's certification. To, you work to understand how to reduce waste, um, how to optimize a process and have continuous improvement throughout. And so we we leverage those same concepts in, in how we stood, stood up and built our Tandor Plus um, Mortgage Fulfillment Service. And so the concept was we have continuous improvement, so we're always looking to optimize. And we also built it so that there's no dwell time or waste in between the various steps. Just as an example with our first client, um, they had about 13 hours of human touch time to to uh, fulfill a, a mortgage from setup through closing. Um, once we introduced the Candor plus process, that time for their team was reduced to just a little over four hours. So they went from thirteen hours of time in a file to four hours on time in a file because of the the principles and the structure that we built, which also makes it very repeatable and consistent.
0: And so it's it's more so dealing with your interactions with clients than it is dealing with your own internal organization structure. Is that right?
1: Well, so Candor Plus, we're not actually dealing with the borrower, just to be clear. So we don't talk to the LO. We don't talk to the borrower. What we are doing is we're taking ownership of many or if not all of the the fulfillment activities required to get a loan from an application all the way to closing. And so we're doing that on behalf of. Of, of the lender, and if we're doing it on behalf of the lender's processors, their underwriters, their closers, their LOAs, their setup personnel, their disclosure desks. And so we're taking the heavy lifting off of those teams, so that they can focus on the end customer. They can focus on spending time with the borrower. They can focus on providing exceptional service. The underwriters can focus on just the exceptions and not the the mundane tasks that they they probably spend ninety percent of their time today doing.
0: And I want to close with kind of an open-ended question here. Maybe you both can chime in. It's obviously a tough time in the mortgage industry right now. Volumes are down. Margins are down. Can you explain why now more than ever is a good time for lenders to assess and implement technology solutions?
1: I'll, I'll maybe take it from a candor plus just to start with. So part of the principles when we built this is it's got to be accretive or additive in value to lenders. I mean, right now... You know, the average cost to fulfill loans over $11,000, 68% of that, according to the MBA, is headcount costs. And that number keeps going up every year. We see that number increase. And so when we built the process, we said, hey, look, we all came from the industry. We're tired of seeing the the, the huge shifts in headcount up or down based on volumes. And so we have to create a model that allows uh, the lenders and the industry to become more effective, more efficient, while being consistent in how they deliver Quality um, And so Candor Plus does just that. In fact, um, we in the, the last three ROIs that we built for our clients, we saw at the low end, $250 per loan file savings. On the high end, a $700, per, $700 savings per loan file by using Candor Plus over their existing process. And that's purely just a headcount that doesn't take into consideration some of the added values of reducing repurchase risk, reducing the number of, of post close extension and relock fees, reducing the days online by two to five days, which could be you know, over seven figures annually. Also, doesn't take into consideration you know, the productivity lift or the pull through. So, if you can get you know, an 18 to 20% increase in pull through by using the Candor LES Cognitech Decision Engine and the Candor Plus people and and tech solution. If you can pull through 20% of more apps, how critical is that today when the market is barely seeing volumes uh, like they did last year? Sarah, anything to add?
2: The move towards using more analytics in um, decision-making scenarios and businesses is all a part of the same thing it's talking about in terms of needing to reduce costs and become more efficient. Um, Having data-driven decisions is one extremely effective way to do that. And I see this post that keeps going around that says, AI isn't going to replace people, but AI is going to make people better. And I think just, you know, analytical models like what we're developing, um, it's never a bad time to adopt them and become more efficient.
0: That's a great way to put it. AI is only going to make people better. I want to thank you both for your time today. I really enjoyed this and uh, always appreciate having... Ander is a a sponsor. Mortgage pricing is a matter of supply and demand. BlackRock has begun selling mortgage-backed securities, MBS pool sales from Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank portfolios. Unlike TBA or to be announced pools, existing pools of mortgages have QSIP, which is the Committee on Uniform Securities Identification Procedures, numbers, and pool sizes. And most of the pools are in the lower coupons in this case, UMBS two or two and a half, filled with three or three and a half percent loans. Those coupons ended up trading more than a half point lower in the TBA market to end Monday after the plan was announced. Although it is expected, increasing the supply of MBS hitting the market won't help the price, especially with banks pulling back from buying a lot of mortgages. And this will also keep mortgage rates high on a relative basis until it's digested, by whatever buyers are out there. Not only has the Federal Reserve stopped buying MBS, but there's noise about it selling a portion of its holdings. Lately, I've been asked about a major disconnect between servicing valuations and bids. Servicing never seems to sell for what it is on the books at, leading to company valuations based on MSR values. There's also Wells Fargo's sale of mortgage servicing rights, impacting pricing. Part of it is supply with too many small pools, part of it is risk with too many weak counterparties making indemnifications worthless, and part of it is fewer buyers of MBS going to be bumpy and might impact how much rates drop over the next several months, even with Fed pause. As the FDIC via BlackRock conducted the first sales of agency MBS from the failed bank portfolios of SVP and Signature Bank, with another plan for tomorrow, we saw that the yield curve can only become so inverted before hitting resistance. After traders priced in potential 2023 rate cuts on the back of a potential banking crisis, two-year US Treasury yields are 60 basis points higher since then those yields would have to move lower ASAP for 10-year yields to have any more room to come down. That's not good news for banks and not good news for a price reversal in mortgages. Hawkish rhetoric from St. Louis Fed President Bullard yesterday further priced out easings by year-end, which was unhelpful for the situation. As the commentary mentioned yesterday, we received the housing starts and building permits report for March, which showed a decrease in both categories. But the decrease in starts was smaller than expected. Housing starts fell 0.8% month-over-month month and 17% year-over-year year, to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of $1.42 million. Building permits fell 8.8% month-over-month month and 24.8% year-over-year year to $1.41 million. Builders started construction on fewer single-family houses in March than a year before, which reflects the effects of higher mortgage rates. The demand for housing is proving to be more resilient than previously expected. This morning, we learned that last week's mortgage applications decreased 8.8% from one week earlier, and last week's increase in mortgage rates prompted a pullback in application activity, according to data from the Mortgage Bankers Association's Weekly Mortgage Applications Survey. The rest of today's calendar is relatively light, with the Fed's Beige Book released in the afternoon, a Treasury auction at $12 billion reopened 20 year notes, and two Fed presidents speaking after the close Chicago's Goolsbee and New York's Williams. We begin the day with agency MBS prices worse than 8th to a quarter. And the tenure yielding 3.61 after closing yesterday at 3.57%, the two years up to 4.31%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. What do you do if you're attacked by a group of clowns? Go for the juggler. <laughs> Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Candor. Candor's patented automated underwriting decision engine, Cognitech is a state-of-the-art 100% machine platform that can handle infinite loan scenarios. The portability allows clients to plug in the technology wherever an underwrite happens during the loan life cycle, from point of sale to servicing. Clients can instantly scale to match loan volumes, improve quality to mitigate repurchase risk, and boost liquidity. Candor. Can do. Questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities? Send me an email at robby at robchrisman.com.